Greetings and hallelujah. Um, welcome back again for another week. Let's get right into it, shall we? Let us all start with the meditation of the week from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation. This week's message comes from Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1-9. through 9. This week's title is Message for the Apostate Churches and the Jews Before the Imminent Rapture, also known as the Day of Christ and the Seven Year Great Tribulation. Hebrews 2, verses 1 through 9. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began at the spoken, began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with diverse miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, 
and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you as we prepare to hear your word. Please open our understanding through the Holy Spirit, allowing us to receive wisdom, knowledge, and also understand your words of truth. Anoint each and every soul listening at this very hour with your grace and mercy. May your name be glorified at all times. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The books of Hebrews, James, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd and 3rd John, and Revelation are for the saved Hebrews and the unsaved Jews during the last days leading up to the Great Tribulation after the time of the Gentiles has ended and after the rapture, the day of Christ. These are the words written to give the Jews and the Gentiles one final chance. After God saved the Hebrews from Egypt through Moses and gave them the law through the angel, he witnessed to them by showing signs, wonders, various miracles, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles according to his will. To save the Hebrews from the hands of the Egyptian Pharaoh, God sent them free by bringing down ten plagues through Moses and Aaron. In addition, by dividing the right the Red Sea, God saved all of the Israelites, but the Egyptian soldiers were left unto total destruction, leaving no one, including Pharaoh himself, in the Red Sea. God also cut rocks into two in order to make water like a river for them to drink, so that millions of people and beasts could have drinks. Not only that, he sent down manna, the food of angels from heaven, and also blew the east wind so that quails felt like dust for them to eat. But millions of Israelites, including 600,000 men, constantly complained and disobeyed God in the wilderness, unthankful. Among the millions of who came out of the Egypt, only two of them, Joshua and Caleb, entered the promised land, Canaan, and the rest of them fell unto death out in the wilderness. God circumcised the children born in the wilderness so that they may enter the land of Canaan. However, their descendants were also destroyed by Babylon. Now, of course, God has allowed this because they disobeyed the law given by God and worshipped and idolized false foreign gods. God all allowed 
God allowed all of them to be slaves of Babylon for 70 years. God kept silent and did not speak for 400 years after the last prophecy spoken from prophet Malachi. At that time, they were under the rule of the Roman Empire and were forced to live under the curse until Jesus appeared unto them. Uh, it's an awesome little fun fact. Did you know that the last word of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, ends with the word curse? However, God had not forsaken them, but sent his only begotten son, Jesus, as their king and preached the gospel of the kingdom to them. John the Baptist first sent to preach. He was first sent to preach. Then Jesus himself preached, according to Matthew 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. However, they did not accept the gospel of the kingdom that Jesus preached. Jesus called his twelve disciples and made them preach the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not, in the, go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the, seek, uh, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Matthew 10, verses 5-8 through eight. Jesus, the King of the Jews, taught the disciples to preach the gospel of the kingdom only unto the Israelites, but not unto the Gentiles. Because the Jews looked for signs, he told his disciples to preach doing various signs and miracles to them. However, the Jews refused to come to the kingdom of heaven, but they decided to serve the kingdom of the Gentile. They rejected their King Jesus, crucified him on the cross, and failed to enter the kingdom of heaven. But because the purpose of Jesus coming into the world was to save his people from their sins, Jesus, Jesus knew that he would save them in the future through his death and resurrection for their sins. In order for his people to enter the kingdom of heaven through his blood atonement, he spoke of a parable. As it is written in Matthew 13:44, again the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. The blood atonement of Jesus Christ it is more precious than any other treasures in the world. Foreseeing in advance that he will make the Israelites the unique treasures 
when he will raise them to be the nation of priests in his millennial kingdom, which shall be established on the earth in the near future. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Exodus 19 verse 5 Beginning from the time when the Israelites sinned against God and were handed over to Babylon to the time of his death on the cross for the last 2,000 years God has been waiting for them to repent and accept the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said that they would restore Jerusalem when the times of the Gentiles are ended. In Luke 21, 24, he said this, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now, Jerusalem had been trampled by the Gentiles for nearly 2,000 years after Jerusalem was devastated by Roman general Titus in 70 AD. When Israel, Israel became an independent nation in the land of Palestine in 1948, they were not able to occupy Jerusalem yet. However, by winning the Six-Day War of 1967, they restored the eastern side of Jerusalem. Now, the time of Gentiles is nearing an end, and the time for Israel to restore Jerusalem is very near. The word of Hebrews tells us that in the last days to come, that is, after God lifted up the church of God into heaven, as he tried Job, God will put the Israelites into the seven years of great tribulation prophesied through prophet Daniel. When God tries to make the Jews hidden in a secret field, they shall repent like Job in the old days, saying, uh, as it is written in Job 23, verse 10, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Therefore, the book of Hebrews continues to Revelation. When Jesus spoke of the great tribulation, the gospel of kingdom of heaven would be preached once again. And at this time, he said that only Jews and Gentiles who endure to the end and repent shall enter the Christ's millennial kingdom. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Matthew 24 verses 13 and 14. In this scene, the church has been raptured up. Day of Christ has already happened. The saved Christians are gone.
only unbelieving Jews, Gentiles, and apostate carnal churches and Christians will have to be left behind and survive the next seven years under the faith and works system, just like the days of Mosaic Law. You will have to work and you have to believe at the same time. I repeat, this is after the church has raptured up. Okay? The church is still here as of today. It's coming soon. This is why you have to be saved. It is easy to get saved. The world twists it and makes it so hard for anybody that is not a believer right now. It makes it so hard for them to believe in Lord Jesus Christ and receive salvation. This is Age of Grace. We'll talk about that a little longer in the end. Lord Jesus will save the Jews and Gentiles who repent and endure to the end after the gospel of the kingdom is preached during the Great Tribulation period and will finally put an end to the kingdom of the world currently run by the devil himself and then establish his own kingdom which is the thousand year reign of King Jesus Christ the millennial kingdom Apostle Paul testified to the Hebrews that at the end of the present world and the renewal of Christ's kingdom, just as the first Adam became the king and ruled over all things on the earth, the last Adam, the Christ, will rule the world to come. Hebrews 2 verses 5 through 9 For unto the angels have he put have he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak but one in a certain place testified saying what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him thou madest him a little lower than the angels thou crownest him with glory and honor and didst set him over the works of thy hands Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. God told through the psalmist that he gave men to live forever in the earth he created. According to Psalm 115 verse 16, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. The Lord Jesus Christ received the eternal kingship of heaven and earth from the Father by tasting death for a while like Adam was put to sleep temporarily in Genesis. Only Jesus then resurrected in order to become the eternal king in heaven and earth. We are living in the time 
when we are looking forward to the wedding ceremony of the Lamb on the day of Christ, followed by the great tribulation of the last days here on earth. Now is the time to preach the gospel of the grace, the grace of Christ, to Jews and Gentiles, so that they can be awakened to avoid the time of judgment on the day of the great tribulation. Uh, just to be clear on that, the Bible does bear record on, on when the day of Christ will be. It's not an exact date or time, but it gives us an uh, idea of when. Okay? Let me read a little bit from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. That's the Antichrist in flesh who poseth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he is he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay, so falling away is apostasy. It comes from the word apostasia. Okay, before I go on, I, I just want to make sure and tell you guys... I'm not here to talk about politics, no left or right stuff. I'm just here to show you an example of what falling away is. Basically, it's um, defecting, okay? Defecting on belief of, on the faith of Jesus Christ. Recently, a congressman gave a closing prayer on live TV, um, Ending it with a man and a woman. Okay. My focus is not that he made a fool out of himself saying it. The two final words. But my point is, who was he praying to? I heard Brahma, a pagan god. You, sir, sh should be very ashamed of yourself. And you're an ordained Methodist pastor. So this is just one of many apostates that I just wanted to point out. So even in the last days, like today, as saved Christians, we need to keep spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of grace. So if you have not heard of it, Listen very carefully. Everyone born here is here on earth is a sinner. According to Romans chapter 3, verses 23 and 24, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
justified freely by his grace. Gospel of Mark uh, in chapter 7 lists out the sins from within of a man. Uh, and I'll go ahead and read it out. And he said that which cometh out of the man that defileth the man for, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. And all these evil things come from within and defile the man. Jesus Christ took on all the sins and he died for you. He died for all of us. So that you or any of us don't have to pay for the price of sin. For he hath made himself for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. The price you pay for withholding all the sin in you and not letting Jesus Christ have it. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, the price you pay is death. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6 verse 23. Did you also know it's a sin not to believe in Jesus Christ? Not to believe in the gospel of Christ, the gospel of grace. This is age of grace once again. This is the gospel that we need to preach. The gospel of grace is this. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. It is a sin not to believe in this gospel. According to John 16, verse 7 through 11, uh, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, this is the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, and of the righteousness, and of judgment, of sin, because they believe not on me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and ye see me no more, of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. That is Satan. That is the devil. He is currently ruling this earth, this world. Jesus is going to rapture up his church any moment. The world is full of apostasy. There are so many churches out there teaching the wrong things. Roman Catholic Church is the number one. How the world governments are turning. They're going into demonic ways. They're legalizing abortion at even 
younger ages. I'm here to tell you something. America has fallen. America is done. If Jesus doesn't come any moment, man, I don't know what to do. I'm waiting to go home where Jesus is. And he did mention he has, you know, in Gospel of John, my father has many mansions. Father God has many mansions up there. For all you future home buyers, there's a much better mansion up there. Better than the one down here. And now that you've heard the gospel of Christ, you must confess and believe the gospel. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let's skip over to Romans 10, verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord Jesus Christ. So will you receive him today? Call on the name of the Lord. Invite the Lord Jesus Christ to enter your heart. We'll do the sinner's prayer together, but this is your prayer. I'll start off and you can follow along. So here we go. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. I thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for your time. If today was your first time ever hearing the gospel of Christ, the gospel of grace, God bless you, dear friend, and do please share this message among your friends and family members who have not yet received Jesus Christ. Also, please read your Bible daily and get to know God, get to know Jesus, and be with, intimate with Him. You know, episodes like today's, you might have to listen to it more than once. Just repeat it. Because um, faith comes from hearing, and hearing is the Word of God. Once again, God bless you. And may the grace and truth of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, be with you always. Amen.